What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Welcome back to God Be Crazy. Today on the podcast, Christy and I have um, been told to do a topic that we're not particularly thrilled with. Yeah. Don't you just love it when God gives us a topic that neither of us are like, woohoo, yes sir, about? Um, it's just kind of hard. Um, in short, it's about surrender and... He dropped this on us a couple days ago and said, I want y'all to talk about getting your hands off of things whenever y'all give me stuff. When y'all give me stuff, get your hands off. Get your hands off. Leave it with me. Leave it with me and walk away. And that's what surrender is. Surrender is I give you, I trust you, I have the faith that you're God and I'm not and like you created the whole world and everything in it and you set the rules and you know everything that there is to know about everything and I trust that you know better than me and you can do things that I cannot do so I'm going to not control things and I'm going to give it all to you. Well that's really it isn't it like as humans we don't want to feel like we have no sense of control Mm -hmm. and that lack of control is a problem for many of us Mm -hmm. it feels scary yeah and I mean I certainly struggle with that myself if if I feel powerless that's a terrible feeling whenever you can't affect something in your life or specifically God tells us you know in this don't just just stop like get your hands off trust me with it and walk away from it yeah and so um he says to cast our burdens on him because he cares for us which means take the burden off of you give it to me and walk away and we're not and, wired to and do he it. doesn't he doesn't say walk away now on your own he asks us Instead, to trade our burdens and weariness and um, the things that weigh us down for his yoke. And when I first read that, I was like, I don't even really know what a yoke is, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to think about it and do... It's not language no, we use No, it's not language often. that we commonly use, but back in the day, and probably still some farmers in plenty of countries, but... Um, they have teams of ox that would pull things and they would put a yoke, which is a type of device to join two ox together. And in doing so, it took the, the burden 
off of the one ox, and it was shared between the two. The two oxen. So, in other words, it made the workload lighter. Mm-hmm. And in this scripture, Jesus is literally saying, bring me your burdens, your weariness, the things that weigh you down, mm-hmm. the things that keep you up at night. Give it to me and take my yoke mm-hmm. because mine's light. I will carry yours. Mm-hmm. So he is asking us to join with him and to trust that he will take care of the things that are hard for us. Mm-hmm. That's that's a promise. God never promised us that things would be easy, but he promised us that we wouldn't be alone. Right. That he would always be there for us and with us. And in this, he is saying, I'm telling you, surrender to me. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for us. That sense of of no control is something that is scary. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's asking. He's saying, get in my word. Trust me. Leave it alone. Get your hands off. Mm-hmm. Let go of the things that are weighing you down. Give them to me. And link up with me. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke. It's light. It's easy. My burdens are light. Not And not just your hands off, I think, but it also means your head off. Yes. Like, get it out of your head. Once you've given it to me, you don't ruminate over it 25,000 times again. You don't play it different ways. You don't mm-hmm. worry about it. He says in Matthew, I think it's six, don't worry, you know, for every day has enough worry of its own. Like, that's, you're supposed to cast all your worries on him, too, but... We're chronic worriers. We have tons that could occupy our problematic thinking, you know, brains. But he says, so that scripture is from Matthew 11. That's Jesus's words. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Well, that's everyone on earth. So that's a call to all of us. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Well, I kind of had to wrestle with this, as you did too. Yeah, the holding on of the things that weigh us down, the unforgiveness, bitterness, shame. Those are things that we hold on to. And he wants to give us freedom from those things. And... In order for that to happen, there's an exchange. And in that exchange, we are entering into a position of submission to God's will for our lives. Wow. And that's hard to do. Very hard. Like sold out. This is what you and I call sold out. Like we sometimes go sold out and then we're like, yeah, I want my money back. (laughs) You know, like, all right, I know I gave this to you, but I need to take it over because I have some ideas. Um, well, and, because we're stubborn, we're self-reliant, mm-hmm. we have prideful nature. Oh, gosh, like, yes. yes. I mean, that is just who we are in human form, you know? And it's a sneaky little sin, that sin of self-reliance. I struggle with that. I have to repent from that a lot because I am used to... That's That's one of my, I would say, trauma responses is to get in there and take control of a situation if I feel out of control. And so he tells me about a handful of things. A lot of things get your hands off. Well, and you know, it's in, like, 
it's not just hard for you. It's hard for lots of people because literally in our society, we are taught to be strong. Mm -hmm. We're taught to pursue our goals, to take care of Mm -hmm. ourselves, be self-reliant, you know, Mm -hmm. like we are, that is ingrained in our culture. That's Mm -hmm. ingrained in our, in our everyday lives. And so it is counterintuitive to give all of those things to someone Mm -hmm. else. Yes. Successful, well-adjusted people don't just go, eh, won't worry about that. Yeah. Like that's typically not the, the personality type of someone who is what our culture calls successful. Right. They get things done. They take action. They're proactive. They get after it. They don't wait around. And particularly in the last few years in this season of my life right now, especially like the way that he has us do things is not my way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I like to have a plan. I like to have it all drawn up and then I like to execute it. And he doesn't work that way. Right. Like even for this podcast, every, every episode, I'm like, what are we doing? He doesn't always, he doesn't let us have a plan that's Mm -hmm. very distinct. Sometimes he changes the plan last minute. I'm like, we had an outline and then it didn't (laughs) go that way. And he's like, yeah, I'm the Holy Spirit. I will hijack your podcast episode because it's our, it's my podcast. It's mine. Yeah, it's mine. And so I have this wrestle with him all the time. I'm like, whenever you give me a task, I am going to think it through and I want it organized and I want, I want to know going into it what I'm doing. And what he wants us sometimes just to press record and see what happens. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. That is not the way I roll, but it is. Mm. But it's how he rolls and submitting to his will is always best because he sees what we don't. And that's the thing that that's the one thing that gives me peace and submission, even though that it's a difficult process. I know that I can trust him because he sees the bigger picture. And I know that. Mm -hmm. And we certainly don't. We have a narrow view of all the things. Um, Recently, well, I don't know how recently, but we did the episode on how do you fight your battles? Mm -hmm. And this reminds me a lot of that because he, like when Daniel was going through the, all the trials of being attacked and uh, the king (laughs) had to throw him in the, in the lion's den, like he did not flip out. And I was just floored at that. And I continue to go back to Daniel all the time whenever this is the message, like Mm -hmm. get your hands off. I always go back to that story because he just let God literally fight all the battles. Yeah, he wasn't running around like, oh my gosh, did you know the king enacted this? And I've been praying and now I'm caught and I'm going to get thrown in the lion's den. He did not spin through. He didn't freak out. Mm -mm, No plan A, plan B, plan C. He didn't go talk to, he didn't try to move all the chess pieces in in, in such a way to where it work out for him. And when God tells us, and I know there are times where God tells us to act, you know, I know many times where he says, 
like parenting, I think of parenting, you can't just sit back and be like, God's got it, you know, like you have to do something. You can't, you got to manage your money. There are things that require our action. But I think the important thing, like you said, the, the metaphor he uses in Matthew 11 about the yoke is saying you're not doing, you're not going your own way. You are literally yoked to me. I'm carrying you. Mm-hmm. So you're still having to take action. Right. It's not that you now just sit out of your life and watch me do all the things. But you're letting me guide you. And this book called The Bible is a guide. Well, and you're surrendering to my will so that yep. you don't have to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. What I'm at, what I'm teaching you in my scripture will guide your action. You don't have to have the yeah. end result. Mm-hmm. You need to trust that mm-hmm. I will take care of you. And it may not look like mm-hmm. what you would think it would look like or what you would hope it would look like mm-hmm. even. Sometimes it is completely different than what we would have ever thought. Like so many times we were like, well, I never didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, or he'll say to me sometimes, it's a repeat phrase from the Lord to to my ears, um, get out of the outcome. Like if he'll tell me to do something or he'll tell me to not do mm-hmm. something and I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. And he's like, uh, I don't know what you mean by work is I'm working something else out. It may not be your own agenda, Bonnie. Yeah. And so frequent, well, yeah, kind of frequently, He'll be like, get out of the outcome, because I want to like play it through and know that the thing that he told me to do is going to have some effect in some kind of way. And he's like, I just told you to do this. Get out of the outcome. Yeah. Just do it. Or in this case, don't do it. Like, keep your hands off and just let me take care of it or you or whatever the situation calls for. Um he asks us to do these hard things, and it is hard. He's, he asks us to go against our nature. Our nature is to worry. Our nature is to look around and be fearful um, when we're on our own. But he tells us repeatedly all throughout the Bible, do not fear, do not worry. Um, he told the Israelites that all the time because they would worry, 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 and then we've, we're just like them. You know, when Moses was leading them out of Egypt under, of course, God's command, they were flipping out. They just got out of slavery and now they're in the desert and they're complaining and moaning. This is like from Exodus uh, 14 or so. And um, and they're like, hey, we were better off as slaves. You drug us out here and we're going to be dead. <laughs> and Moses was like, don't be afraid. God says, this is what God says, don't be afraid. You literally just have to sit back and watch. He's going to take care of everything for you. And I'm sure that's not what they saw. They saw they were about to be run up into the Red Sea and then stranded. And then out of nowhere, bet you didn't see this coming, Israelites, the whole sea opens up and your enemies are killed right in front of your face. Yeah, I'm going. I was thinking while you're talking about that, just coming back to that scripture that says, "You're not alone; that He's in this with you." And I think about the yoking of Himself to us, mm-hmm. like in that He 
isn't asking us to do something alone. He isn't asking us to do something that he's not doing. Like he identifies with our suffering. He identifies mm-hmm. with our burdens. Like he has experienced that himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says he will sustain us and he will never let us be shaken. I'm like, oh, but I don't feel that way. No. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, and that's that's us, though. That's because we mm-hmm. aren't fully submitted. Yeah. Because if we were fully submitted, like, we wouldn't have that shaky sense. We would trust that God's will is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. He's got this and he knows better than us. Mm-hmm. But because... We are who we are. Mm-hmm. We we want to have some involvement in the outcome. Yeah, we do. We don't like feeling powerless and, and giving it over to someone, even if it is the creator and sustainer of the entire universe, which gosh, if you can't if you can't trust that, you're gonna have a you're gonna have trouble trusting, yeah. you know. Who do you trust? Like, who do you trust if you can't trust the one who made it all and sees it all? Um, but it is, it's like, for me, it's just, I keep, I go through these rounds of like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. And then I take part of it back. He's like, no, for real, give it to me. And I'm like, okay, I give it to you. And for me, it's helpful. Like there's trauma associated that with that for me. Yeah. And whenever it gets wrapped up, my, my trauma response is to proactively or reactively do something that will help in some way. And the, the fortunate and unfortunate part of that is I've been really successful there. You know, when I proactively try to, and and God has breathed this into me, like, I've read wisdom in this Bible, and because of God teaching me wisdom, I want to be proactive in areas of my life. But I can very, there's a fine line that can go over that to where I'm being so proactive that I'm not trusting him in the outcome. Bonnie, I ask you to be faithful. I ask you to follow my commands and then let the chips fall where they fall. You do your part and let it go. And get your hands off of it. Get your hands off of it. And I'm like, okay. You know, I do that with parenting sometimes. I'm like, I don't want anything bad to happen to my children. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can possibly do to raise them to be God-fearing, loving, compassionate individuals. And I only get to choose part of that. I only get to choose my actions. Mm -hmm. And I have to trust God that those kids... My babies are his babies first. Right. And I have to let that go. And I can't, I can only do my part that I'm supposed to do. And I have to let the, let the chips go. And, you know, they get to choose. Everybody gets to choose for themselves. There's lots of factors in outcomes. And I'm just one part of that. So when I find myself worrying about things that I don't need to be worrying about or that he's told me I got it, um, and trust me, I have to go back to like that mantra. I trust you, God. You are the boss. You know all the things. I don't know all the things. One verse that I've held on to for many years and in many situations is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, um, which says, trust in the Lord 
and with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. My goodness, how much I lean on my own understanding. <laughs> and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Here, throw your strong in the trash. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. And throw your strong in the trash and throw your own understanding in the trash. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are... Those are things we don't do. We are, like, cultivated not to. And he's like, yeah, now do the opposite. Just throw it in the trash. In fact, you know, talking about strong, he tells us and we should be weak. Yep. When Because our... Mm-hmm. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. That's right. When Paul, at, Paul had asked him, petitioned God... Three times, I think he said, to remove the thorn in right. his flesh. And we don't know what the thorn in his flesh was. But there was something Paul was wrestling with and struggling with. And he asked God to take it. And God essentially says, no. No. Nope. I'm not, not going to take it. And, and I'm not. And you're, in fact, it's going to serve as a reminder to you mm-hmm. that you need me. Mm-hmm. And so you don't become conceited. He says, so you don't become conceited. You're going to keep this thing, and I will just, my grace can cover that. My, yep. He says, my grace is sufficient, sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect. perfect in weakness. And therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And Paul said, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Now, Paul, slow down. <laughs> like, right. Delighting in weaknesses? This is... This is where me and Paul were wrestling today. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Woo! Paul was also, wasn't he the one that said, like, I've learned the, I don't know if it's the secret, but I've learned, like, how to be content in all situations. Yeah, you've been in prison a million times. You've been shipwrecked. You've been bit by snakes. I mean, like, persecuted, come up against. I mean, he kind of had to. But I, as we were kind of talking about this episode and, and what that would look like, I was imagining him in prison. And I got to go to Rome very briefly. My mom got sick whenever I was in Rome and had to get home. And so I only had one day in Rome. And I was trying my hardest like I was sprinting to the place where I thought he was in chains like it was by the Roman um, forum and I did not make it but I tried very hard (laughs) and I just really wanted to sit in that place and um and absorb what that may have been like but he he sat in prison I don't know how many times and sang Joyful songs mm-hmm. to the Lord. 
and probably converted people that didn't make scripture, you know? Like, don't you know other prisoners are in there like, joy is, this is not a joyous place, man. And yet he did. He had something to be joyful about because he knew who was, he was never alone and he knew he was not alone. Right. You know, you say to me, sometimes we say to each other, whenever we're struggling with something, we're like, friend, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And we don't mean us. It doesn't mean I'm with you and I love you. It means he's with us. He is with you all the time. The God who sees you. He is. El Royai, the God who sees me. And he sees us. He sees you. Whatever you're, if you're struggling with something, because you're on earth, and I'm sure you are, all of us are, and with whatever it is that you're struggling or wrestling with, um, please be encouraged that you have the option to cast your burdens on to God, onto Christ's back. He says, I'm carry he carried the whole the sins of the whole world. And all you have to do is come to him and trust him to trust him that he is who he says he is. And you know, this is not just one of those choices that you make one time. Yeah. This is a process and it happens over and over, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple times a day. You know, definitely on the daily and the weekly and the monthly, but sometimes it's just multiple times a day. For instance, when we were talking about these two episodes, or talking about this episode these last couple of days, Mm -hmm. then, you know, I've been dealing because of my trauma history and because of my PTSD, sometimes that kicks in whenever that does kick in. I may have nightmares and I may wake up with just intrusive thoughts, crazy dreams, nightmares, and I um, sleep, what's it called? Night terrors. I couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't think of the word, but I'd have night terrors. And like, because of that, it makes me anxious. Mm-hmm. The things that I dream about that I'm thinking about that day when I get up. Mm-hmm. And I have to give that to God, and it's hard sometimes to surrender those things because I'm like, I've already gave them to you, and the enemy has been trying really hard to convince me that because those things are coming up for me, then I haven't really surrendered to God. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about this for a few minutes for those mm-hmm. for those of us who have a trauma history of any kind. It doesn't have to be PTSD or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But if you have a trauma history, if there is something in your life that has caused PTSD for you or something along those lines, Mm -hmm. if you take your burdens, if you take those hurts and you take those things to God and you give them to Him and you ask Him to take them and you partner with Him and you get up from there feeling like you have left things there... And you go about your day and you go to sleep and you have a dream or nightmare or night terror or something brings those things back yeah. up to or the forefront of your mind. Or just moving throughout your day. Yeah. I know, but I'm specifically speaking to this. Yeah. But if you wake up and you have those thoughts in your head, don't let the enemy trick you. 
Mm-hmm. That's his job. He just tells a little half-truth. If you have that in your mind, then you didn't really surrender it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. You had a dream. Mm-hmm. You had a thought. We all will have those things. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, all you have to do is say, Lord, I've already given this to you. And I trust that you will handle it. Thank him for it. Give it back to him. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that your body won't react. Right. Our body responds to what memories it has been through. You know, our if if you have a working brain, there's a memory center of your brain and it's going to hold on to memories and your there's muscle memory. Your mm-hmm. body, you know, your body keeps an account of what has occurred to you, what has occurred on the journey that it's been on and you can't just decide, well, I surrendered, and so now my body will never respond to the memory that it has. And that's why it's important, we say this a lot, feelings aren't facts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our bodies feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily congruent with what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, In the present. In the present. It's reacting to a past thing that it is remembering in the present. And so that I really want, especially everyone, and I really think if you're an adult that's lived, I mean, on the earth, I just, I think everyone's gone through. Yeah. Everyone has gone through something dramatic and trauma is what trauma is to you. It doesn't have to be these major, you know, some people think like, oh, you have to have these just major abuse stories or you have to have like a near death experience. No, no, life is I have actually had people say that to me, like, oh, some people that may know my story, you know, they they go, oh, well, I don't have trauma like you. And I'm like, are you kidding? Wait, no, stop. I always try Mm -hmm. to stop them there because I'm like. You have trauma mm-hmm. of some kind because we all have trauma of we some all kind. We all do. Right? Like, pretty much no one walks through this life unscathed. Mm-hmm. At some point, you will have some kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. And just because my trauma looks different than your trauma, it doesn't change how it affects you. Mm-hmm. It's important because it's your story that impacts you and it will impact you in some kind of a way and your body in some kind of a way and your body will react. And so uh, we just want to draw a distinction between that because when you were wrestling with this, um, I was like, I know you have surrendered, you know, you can't help that your body responds. That's not a lack of surrender, but another point that we got to was that the, it might your body's response could be a sign that you need further healing in that mm-hmm. space that you have surrendered but there are maybe layers of healing because healing is in layers right. if you have PTSD you don't just do like this one <laughs> one and done thing usually god can yeah. do that and i've seen him do that in crazy ways but it's typically Several rounds. Yes, and over that's many one years. thing. It's so frustrating. I know we've both had. We've mm-hmm. both said these words out of our mouth. Like, I thought I was done with this. Like, I have I, laid this down. I have not just <laughs> not even that, but like thinking, I thought I was over that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, or I thought I had forgiven so and so, or what? But there are layers, mm-hmm. you know. And that's one thing that we have said a lot in our journey, mm-hmm. and we just want everyone to be aware. Don't think that you haven't made progress or that you're doing something wrong or don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that you are not um, walking in the will of God because these things come up for you. Mm -hmm. But 
whenever that happens, be be honest. Tr- get a trusted friend. Talk to God about it. Get a trusted friend, someone who's Holy Spirit mm-hmm. friend, and mm-hmm. ask them to pray with you about it and talk to them about it and see if you need to do more work on forgiveness or those things, or if it's simply a physiological reaction and you can just give it back to God and and go on. Is there mm-hmm. something else you need to work on healing mm-hmm. or is it just just trauma and you go from there? Mm-hmm. You just have a human brain doing what a traumatized brain does. <laughs> so... Yeah, we want to to draw that distinction. So whatever you are struggling with, ask yourself, have you laid that down and taken your hands off of it? Have you laid down, really cast your cares, cast your burdens, cast your anxieties, your worries, the things that keep you up at night? Have you thrown them and put them on the in the hands of God? And for me, I'm super visual. So I like to envision that he takes it. And I ask him, I'm like, I will sit with him and just go, I'm giving it to you. But if there's any part of me that's holding on, will like you come down and just like take it off of me. And God be crazy. Have you heard? Sometimes I can feel a physiological shift in my body when I ask him to do that. He blows my mind. I believe it because sometimes when I'm struggling with stuff, especially early on when I was struggling with forgiveness, Mm -hmm. because of the abuse that I suffered, forgiveness was something that was hard for me. You know, um, I wanted retaliation, retribution, Mm -hmm. vengeance, Mm -hmm. you know, like all these things. And But forgiveness was what Mm -hmm. I needed for them and for me. You know, I mean, I needed to forgive them Mm -hmm. so that I could be, so that I could become healed and become whole. And one of the things, I'm not, you're a super visual person and I'm Mm -hmm. not a super visual person. So God's funny for me, instead of making me have to visualize it myself, he literally shows it to me. Like I see it in like it's a movie playing right in front of me. Like, not in my head. In real life, I see it. That's the way he shows me things. And so, um, one day I was praying, and he was like, I am taking this to the Father on your behalf. I am pleading on your behalf. And I'm like, what's that look like? You know? And he showed me what that looks like. Him taking my... Anger, bitterness, rage, my um, unforgiveness and resentments. He took that and he brought it to God the Father. And he fell down before God the Father. And he asked because when we become his, Mm -hmm. our sins fall on him. His blood covers that. So he stood before the Father on my behalf, and he said, forgive me. I was like, what? He said, forgive me, because he took my sins. Yeah. He took them, and he showed me that when I bring things to him, 
he covers that. And his covering of that is, he's saying, if you, Father, if you're going to punish someone, punish me. And God the Father looks on him and he sees him as blameless. So he can't. And God's telling me in that moment when he shows me that, that's gone. You give it to me and it's gone. Wow. You saw that. Yeah. And so sometimes it just really breaks me whenever I go to, whenever I go to pray for something, especially if I'm struggling with, uh, you know, unforgiveness or anything like that. It just really hits me because I can always go back to that, what he showed me. And I'm like, he is literally pleading for me. Like, it is hard for us as human beings to relinquish control Mm. and it is scary but when you think of it like that when you think of it like he is taking on those things for you and he is taking it to god the father and god the father is going i don't i don't see anything yeah it is covered like literally wearing it if you know that that is what's happening it's super hard for me sometimes when i think about it like that not mm. to relinquish that control because i trust him and he reminds me often just like right now this is a reminder for me because earlier today when i was wrestling with am i am i not doing what i'm supposed to do am i not surrendered in all things he's like yes you know, remember mm-hmm. what I show you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And I, you've told me that, but that has been a long time. And it obviously other things have come in my, mm-hmm. come in my life since. And I, now I'm remembering that you shared that with me. And that is, as you say it, I'm there in my mind's eye, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, I remember that. And that, that is, that is literally like he says, and Jesus sits on the right hand of God, and he never stops interceding for the saints. He never stops he interceding never stops. for us. Never. Never stops. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. If you are in a place and you find yourself struggling to surrender to him, to submit to his will, ask him to show you. In a way that you can understand. Mm -hmm. That's a good. Where he's at Mm -hmm. in your surrender. And to give you that faith like a child to trust Mm -hmm. that he is there for you and he is going to handle things and he sees the whole picture. And what we think we know is never the whole story. Mm Mm-hmm. So lay it down. Hands off. Hands off. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. 